I love that it came to the map. They said I miss you. Ripped it with a tissue. And try to forget you. I ain't got nothing against you. We told me we all got issues. But I'm tired of being tired of being tired. What's up? It's Frosty Osti. And I have an early prediction that this will be a top five podcast that I have created. And uh, there it is with the, uh, you know, I, I've told you guys in the last episode, I'm trying to be very cognizant of my us and my like, because I truly sound like an idiot. And that is something that I want to work on. The good news is that I am 21 years old and pending good health have approximately 70 to 80 years to work on it. So that is something to feel good about. Today, we have a very special episode with an extremely distinguished, honorable, handsome guest, and his name is Austin Negron. Everybody, please welcome Mr. Negron. Oh, thank you, thank you. You're, you're... Okay, I'm sorry. I don't, I don't know what uh, just got into me. I always go through this weird transcendent mental state in the morning that usually occurs between my second and third cup of coffee where I go clinically insane for a good 15 minutes. And I think you guys sort of caught me in that that 15 minute time frame. So I just wanna apologize for that in advance. But nonetheless, uh, I, geez, uh, that's a slap. I do very much, I do very much think that today's episode will hopefully bring value. I guess I should just bring value instead of saying that it's gonna bring value, right? But regardless, we're still here. And the reason that you know that I came prepared today is because I have a list of talking points. Now, talking points are defined as such points that I will be talking about. And let's just get into it. So there's a few things on my mind. First of all, first of all, Airbnb, DoorDash, both IPO'd this week, Airbnb IPO'd yesterday, DoorDash the day before that. And it is so frustrating that these stocks skyrocket 100%, but there's literally a 0% chance of retail investors getting in on these IPOs. And I'm usually not one to complain about the market and, and people having an advantage over other people, but this doesn't seem cool. And maybe that's because... I'm the individual that's negatively affected by it. But from what I've heard, it's literally only wealthy, super wealthy individuals that have good relationships with the institutions that are able to to get in on these IPOs. That doesn't seem cool to me. That, I guess, seems rigged in a way. Maybe I don't. I, I will say I, I don't 100% or maybe even 50% know what I'm talking about. I do understand that the point of the direct listing and 
these is to sort of eliminate that problem and maybe give retail investors the chance to sort of get in to these IPOs. And I also understand, you know, from Airbnb and companies like DoorDash's perspective, why they would want to go through the institutions, because if they go through the institutions then you know, there's a high chance that their stock will just skyrocket 50 to 100%. And suddenly a company that's worth only 20 billion is now worth a hundred billion dollars. So that's pretty ridiculous. And, and just, you know, sort of to compare, uh, I was speaking with a friend yesterday who, um, you know, is doing a lot of work with Zillow and uh, I didn't actually look it up, but he says their current valuation is 28 billion. I expect Zillow to, grow exponentially the next couple of years maybe not exponentially that'd be ridiculous but i think they're going to grow a lot and their valuation is 28 billion airbnb's valuation is a hundred billion dollars and that obviously there seems like there's something wrong there i do not think today zillow is worth four times less than airbnb but that's just a quick rant i wanted to go on i, I just that's so it's so frustrating that retail investors don't even have a chance to get involved with these these ipos um, and it basically just allows these rich million millionaires and billionaires to make a quick 120 percent return on their million dollars and then sell it <laughs> wait for the stock to go down and then buy it again but maybe that's just the game uh maybe that's you know, the, the socialism in me coming out. Like I said, I don't fully understand the process. I, I want to be upfront about that, but it seems rigged. I don't know. That's not the main point though. That's just talking point number one. The second main point, number two, is something I, I think is actually a much more, well, I guess the, they might both be important issues. Basically what had happened yesterday is I was on a call and well, one, this, this just felt truly awesome. It really did. There was an individual that was interested in house hacking and real estate. And he said, you know, Austin, I see you've been posting on LinkedIn. Uh, I see you've been on some other sites. And, you know, I just want to say I really admire what you're doing. I'm having this issue, too, where I have a lot of these thoughts and ideas that I want to get out on these platforms. But it's so hard because of, you know, the social ramifications of, how people perceive me, and that's something that I haven't been able to, to get over yet. And I, I well that that meant a, a few things to me. First of all, that felt really good to hear in the sense that knowing that there's at least one individual out there uh, that I've been able to inspire in a way, and that sort of looked up to me as. Um, you know, at least a few steps ahead in the journey. And I, I think that is really the only validation and motivation that I needed on my end to realize, okay, Austin, you know, cause this, this path is lonely sometimes. I mean, I'm just, I'm trying to fire out content and maybe it'll get a few likes, some, some will do better, but yeah, I think really that's pretty much the only motivation I needed to know. Like, okay, you know, this, this matters and you are helping people out whether, whether you see it or not. And the other thing too is, is, you know, I get it. Oh my gosh, I get it so much. And 
I think this individual was under the assumption, oh, Austin figured it out. You know, he's he's passed these social these social social hurdles. He's passed these insecurities. And that's just not the case. I I talk about this a lot. I'm probably like one of the most insecure individuals out there on the market today. And I think I've been able to funnel that into just realizing, you know, the person that I am and the things that I care about are never going to change. And I think we, I think as a society, we need to do a better job of sharing and giving ourselves to the world. I think the world needs people like us to share these thoughts, to share these opinions, uh, to try to help other people that are down and to get them in a better place. But it's so frustrating. I get it. I, I truly do get it. And I, I guess I don't really have a great answer to it besides just keep going. And, and it's scary and it's terrifying. There's plenty of time. Like there's, it doesn't feel great getting no likes, you know, I, like, I don't, I don't want to sit here and spend 30 minutes on what I think is pretty good content. And, you know, it gets 200 views, 300 views. But at the same time, I, I think it comes down to one, realizing sort of your calling and two, realizing if you enjoy it. For example, the podcast. I've always been super into podcasts. I've always wanted to sort of talk and explain a little bit of knowledge and life experience I do have. And, you know, I don't need this to be a huge podcast today or tomorrow. Although after this content, who knows? Am I right? I'm just kidding. But the point is, is this is something that one, I feel like there's genuinely at least one person out there that is going to watch this podcast and say, wow, Austin is right. I really resonated with what he says. And, you know, I, I feel the same way. And I'm happy that he came out and said it. I, I think that's sort of as, as a part of the calling is, you know, I, I sort of feel like I can be a part of the solution of saying, you know, it doesn't get easier. You're always going to be self-conscious. Uh, you're always going to have these thoughts. It's in our human nature. And I think you can... Yeah, I, I do think that's sort of where I'm at on that front. And the other thing, too, is, you know, enjoying it. I, you know, I'll make basically relatively no money from this video, but I really enjoy uh, being able to get my thoughts out and putting out a podcast and just sort of putting myself out there uh, because I've came to enjoy also like that that level of discomfort and that level of vulnerability uh, that comes with just sort of that putting yourself out there in that aspect. So that's something I, I thought was really important to talk about was it's it's definitely not easy. And the other thing to consider too is, you know, there's that very powerful quote that uh, most men live lives of quiet desperation. And that is something that I try to keep in my head when I am having these thoughts is every time I hold myself back from doing the things that I think are important, from doing the things that are true to myself, I'm falling into that category of living a life of quiet desperation. 
The other thing that I've realized too is the main reason that people aren't putting content out or aren't being them true selves and trying to create this image via social media or in real life is because they're also in a very insecure place where they may not fully understand their identity or who they are or the path that they're on. And that's almost something that I empathize with because I've been in that place. I'm still in that place. And it's, uh, it's not the ideal way to live. So yeah, maybe, you know, just that little tangent will resonate with somebody. What do I got next? Next, this actually sort of falls in is honesty and transparency. And I think this goes back to sort of my real estate career and my real estate endeavors where when I was first getting involved and there's this, you know, fake it till you make it. I just, I, I really think it's important to have a balance because sort of in, in the same aspect that at the end of the day, you can't hide from your true self in real life or you can't hide from your true self on social media. Well, you know, you can as much as you want, but you can't hide from the knowledge that you know and where you're at in your journey. And I would try to do that in real estate a lot. I'd be talking about deals to people and I'd be saying all kinds of stuff. I just trying to at least make it seem like I, I knew what I was talking about, even embellishing some deals that I've done that maybe I didn't have a part in. And one, you know, you're going to get caught up in that because especially once you start talking to people that genuinely take an interest in what you're doing, then they're going to start asking questions. And if they know what they're talking about, then they're going to ask the right questions. And then you're just going to start scrambling. I mean, I'll, I'll be having these conversations, not, not so much anymore. I'm, I'm grateful that I'm past this point. Uh, and maybe there's something to be said for that. Like maybe everyone goes, needs to go through that stage. Uh, but looking back and even now, like, I don't, I don't feel the need to, to embellish or bend the truth on the deals that I've been a part of and sort of where I'm at in the journey. But, but yeah, I would be, I'd be talking to these developers and I, I would just be scrambling, you know, they're talking about, Oh, you know, what kind of loan did you use to, to finance the property? And I'm making up all kinds of shit. Like, Oh, I used like a, a BXW loan for the, 0.5% down payment. And like, <laughs> uh, I just completely made that up. I, but you know what I mean? Just completely, just complete nonsense. And then they start asking more questions like, Oh, what's a, what's a BXW loan? I've, I've never heard of that. And then, you know, in your head, you're like, Oh shit, now I need to make another lie. And you're like, Oh, actually, uh, you know, the, the state of Nevada made an exception for me because, uh, my grandmother's cousin's dog was in the military, uh, back in Vietnam. And they have this, rule in article 31 b12 that allows an individual named austin negron to leverage this type of financing uh in order to make a 0.5 percent down payment uh and that's just that's not a situation that you want to be in just be honest if you don't know tell people that you don't know and i think my ego can get in involved too sometimes i i definitely do fall victim to that uh because well, because I guess my ego, right? And, you know, even if like someone will correct me on, on say bigger pockets, like I'll always, I, I try not to do this as much anymore, but I'll be like, well, like I said, blah, 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 blah. 
Um, you know, if you're wrong, you're wrong. Just be honest. And if anything, I what I've learned is that that gives you more credibility to say when you're wrong and to say when you're right, because then people can at least trust you. And I think more important than being knowledgeable and having 20 years of experience, while of course those things are important, uh, it really comes down to trust. Uh, and that goes for real estate, building your brand on social media and developing your relationships in real life. Another thing that I've realized is how how I've been waking up really early. And two things, I, I think waking up is arguably, well, yeah, obviously I was going to say waking up is an important part of the day. But what I meant to say was waking up early before everybody else uh, pretty much instantly sets you apart from the pack. And I think the key thing to focus in on is not to put pressure on yourself and say, oh, you know, I'm going to I'm going to wake up at 4 a.m. And then I'm going to run 200 miles and read 700 books and write 400 autobiographies. Um, although I guess an autobiography is written by the person, so that wouldn't even make sense. But nonetheless, there's no need to put that pressure on yourself. What I've realized is that if you can just put all of your energy into that first step of saying, I'm going to wake up at 5 a.m., the rest of the things will fall into place. And the reason that I think a lot of that will just happen naturally is what I've realized is, you know, I'll, I'll wake up at 5 a.m. and I'll shower, I'll get ready, meditate, just go through my daily routine. And then I'm like, shit, well, it's... It's 5.30 right now. What am I going to do? Sit down and watch Netflix? Probably not. You know, I, it, it sort of just comes to a point naturally where you're like, well, damn, it's, it's 6 a.m. I might as well read this damn book, <laughs> you know, uh, or I might as well look at what's going on in the market or I might as well handle these tasks that I know I was supposed to do yesterday. So I think it's really important to focus on just the first step. And I think that goes for health too and, and eating. Uh, for example, you know, going to the gym, the first step is to show up to the gym. I don't think you need to put pressure on yourself. Oh, I'm going to bench 600 pounds today. Just show up to the gym. And I'm optimistic that typically the right things will fall into place after that. And the other weird thing that happens waking up so early is you sort of – the way that I've perceived time is – really weird in the sense that I, for example, this morning, I woke up at five, typical, typical routine. I did some, some stuff in the morning and what, what I felt, I, I didn't really know what time it was because you kind of lose track of time too. But next thing I realized I was listening to juice world freestyles at like six forty-five in the morning. And why is anybody in the world listening to hot 97 freestyles before 7 a.m. You shouldn't even be listening to that like before noon. It's just, it's nonsense. So it's just sort of a weird thing that sort of happened this morning. And I realized I'll be, I'll look back and I'll just answer some emails and I'm not really thinking anything of it or answer text messages. And it's just like, why am I texting people that live in California at 6.30 in the morning? 
so that's just sort of a, a weird thing that that I've been going through. It's kind of cool. I, the other, and even with food, that's the other thing. You know, next thing you know, it's 9 a.m. and I'm eating my my leftover pesto chicken <laughs> from from yesterday. So that that's another sort of weird thing I've been going through. And the last thing that I wanted to talk about was my Robinhood account. Oh man, I have not been doing well. I've realized that I give much better advice than to other people than I do to myself. I oftentimes, and this isn't for all of my portfolio, but I always tell people, you know, just throw it in there, invest in high growth stocks. And within a few months, there's been some good success with my picks. You know, people have, you know, gotten like 70 to 120% returns. I've probably made people combined like, even know at least like a year salary probably like 60 70k that i've made people and i've made some good money too but you know what fun is is long-term investing you know i want to i want to buy some neo calls and that's sort of what's happening right now is almost i haven't done well this week i've not done well i'm still holding strong on palantir i don't uh plan to trade uh, buyer, I'm, I'm probably buy more shares, but I don't plan to sell any shares. And then I bought Airbnb. This is another reason going back to the institutional uh, disadvantage. Another reason that I was upset was because I was just like, screw it. I'm going to buy some shares of Airbnb at 152 because uh, I, I told myself not to, but I still did. I don't know why. I still probably saved about half of my buying power. For if it does go down to get some more shares but yeah that's not good and yeah so basically it's been a tough week neil calls aren't going well uh they just put out uh an offering to sell 60 million shares so and that's what's called the dilution uh but if it performs like tesla so tesla started off pretty below and then sort of just went up throughout the day so my general plan is to buy some more calls uh, hopefully it works out well. I feel good about the strategy. Um, you definitely don't want to overrisk, and you know, I, I like to have the mindset that even if I do lose all the money, you know, it's money that, that it's okay to to lose, and you know, won't be on the street if if worse comes to worse. So yeah, I wanted to update you guys in my stock portfolio, but that's generally all I have for you guys today. Let me know what you guys think about sort of this structure. Like I said, I did come more prepared today with having some general bullet points that I wanted to talk about. I hope you enjoyed it. And I'll talk to you soon. Have a good day.